0: just you and me yes, man, that's what's that
1: so it's just me and alex here today which i guess is kind of ironic because the thing we want to talk about is a world historic event where like 10 billion artists got together in the same room to create some dog shit together We're of course talking about we are the world by usa for africa
0: <laughs> it's nice we did that for africa i
1: know It's cool that like you can look at the name of the artist and already know what you're getting into here of like oh boy Like USA for Europe. We got to help all those European kids
0: out there That would be a fun charity. Yeah (laughs) USA for Canada. I'm gonna tell my kids there are kids in Japan who would kill to have that dinner Yeah (laughs) Just because they like pizza or whatever like those kids
1: they've had enough seafood for the week. They want pizza. Yeah they could afford it. They just don't have it. They haven't been to the grocery store lately. They're hungry. Yeah, it's almost dinner time.
0: We were talking about the, uh, the Tom Bryan number ones article about We Are the World uh, before we started recording. And that's a great write-up on it. That shit stank. And then I was listening to the 25th anniversary one for Haiti which is so much worse. It's worse in every way.
1: Man, that's so hard to believe. Maybe we should listen to both of them during this, but they're so fucking long too, man. <laughs> is the um, remake as long as the original? Cause the original is at least like seven minutes. Yeah. Right? It's seven minutes. But I think the making of story of the original is just so funny. Cause it's like, I don't know. I guess it's obvious that if you get together too many people to work on something, it's probably going to suck. Right? Like, It's kind of maybe like Kanye is kind of proof of that, of like the more people he crams onto his albums, the shittier they've gotten over time.
0: Yeah. People are just coming in and out of the studio.
1: And I like to like the story of recording or of writing We Are the World. It's like it was uh, Quincy Jones, Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson were like the core group working on it. And, uh, like, this is the kind of story that normally it's like a cool story about an album, but in this case, it just sucks that like they had the idea and then in a single night, Michael Jackson came up with a demo and showed it to them and they were like blown away that he did it so fast. And yeah, usually stories like that are just like, wow, that's cool. But it's like, oh, no wonder it sucks, man. He just like shat it out in one minute and they were done with it.
0: Yeah. It stinks. Michael Jackson was not a great songwriter. He was a great performer, but uh, he had a lot of stinkers. And what's funny, though, too, is that the backing band on the recording of it was the same one for
1: Thriller, and Quincy Jones was involved. Like, all the people involved were definitely talented. It was just the most fucking half-assed, ham-handed attempt at it.
0: It's interesting that Quincy Jones, even now in that interview he gave... Where he was talking shit about everybody. He says he's most proud of that. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. It's so strange. Like,
1: how how could he possibly be more proud of it than Thriller? Like it's again, it's the same people, just much, much shittier. Unless the goal was to insult African children by making something terrible for them.
0: USA against Africa.
1: Yeah. Oh, my other favorite thing about like how the project came together is that the guy who was responsible for booking the artists just looked at the billboard hot 100 and went down the list and just called every single artist.
0: They had some tension in the studio because the white artists wanted to give the money to Europe, yeah. but the black artists wanted to give it to Africa.
1: They solved that tension on the 25th anniversary remake by segregating all the black artists into the rap verse.
0: Yeah. It was
1: just so insane
0: man. someone uploaded a version without the rap verse. And like I think that got more views than the original.
1: Oh man. So that the guy who was doing booking, the two artists he wanted to get the most were Bruce Springsteen and Prince. And to Prince's great credit, he just like didn't give a shit and just no-showed. You have to respect him for that. It kind of sucks for guys like, you know, it says something shitty about like Springsteen and Dylan that they bothered to show up for this shit.
0: Bob Dylan was showing up for everything for a while. Oh, true. It was the 80s. So this is like right
1: after his Christian phase and everything. This is like total bottoming out of his
0: life. He had that speech at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or whenever. Where was that? He had a really disoriented uh, speech that he gave. I don't know what his deal is now. What was the chronology of Bob
1: Dylan with both cocaine and religion? Because, like, I'm pretty sure he did the stereotypical thing of he got really into cocaine in the 70s and then found religion in the 80s.
0: But it'd be really funny if he was doing more coke than ever during the religious phase. That was pretty close to the Jim Baker era. There was some overlap. Oh, he should
1: have gone on Jim Baker's show, like, with the couriers. He could have made it, a like, a barbershop quartet with them.
0: He could have scummed some of, uh, Neil Enloe's groupies. (laughs) And introduced the couriers to
1: Coke. I hope that like the couriers were doing blow all the time and, uh, like John Acapinti finally got to meet them and he was like so excited to go backstage with them. And then everyone's doing drugs and it's just like the most, uh, you know, disillusioning event of Acapinti's life.
0: Someone's getting married to a horse. (laughs) Yeah, People are eating babies
1: Yeah, all the conservative admonitions against gay marriage came true Where now people are marrying uh, Xboxes and turtles
0: The Teletubbies are having an orgy Yeah It's disgusting, it's all that's wrong with our Earth
1: Actually, I think while we're talking about the couriers It's worth uh, taking a little tangent here Where someone uh, in the Fortune Kit Discord had posted this article I wanted to point out of uh, Phil Enloe, who we covered with Will. Uh, I guess he's, like, the somewhat younger member of the Couriers who, like, was uh, the other Neil Enloe's brother. He was sort of the poonhound per-
0: hound of the band. Yeah. That's what it says on their website. Um,
1: yeah, that's what his bio says in this article at the bottom, on this church website. Hey,
0: nothing in the Bible says you can't get pussy. Yeah, it's
1: true. Um it's like three paragraphs, so I'll just read the whole thing. It's called The TV Remote by Phil Enlow. Hey, do you remember when the TV remote control came out? Oh, what a difference it made. Before then, we had to GET UP, all caps, walk to the set, readjust the volume, to or change one of the three channels we had back then. But today, whoever has the REMOTE is in total control right from their easy chair. It's past its pastor Phil of Harvest Chapel with a good word from God's word today.